Hello and welcome to the Joshua Nema Show where you get a shot of truth with your coffee. Now today I had something very different planned. We we're going to have 2021, a happy Trump-free uh, program. But as they said in The Godfather, every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. And uh, as of today, I was going somewhere else. But we had uh, armed insurrection. We had a terrorist attack on our capital, inspired by Donald Trump. And so we're going to have to talk about it today. So what happened? The election happened. Trump lost. He's been selling a load of malarkey out there to his supporters saying, oh, if only this, only that, and oh, everybody's mean to me, but I'm really the president. And he's gotten a lot of people worked up, sadly, people who believe him, and we're in a very bad place right now because of that. But I want to go back a long time ago at this point when Trump was impeached, House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff went to the floor in his closing arguments, and he basically made the case for what was going to happen if Trump was allowed to continue on unchecked, and the Republican Senate didn't listen at that point, and we ended up in the mess we're in today. So I want us to listen really quick to Chairman Adam Schiff and what he had to say that day. Senators, we are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. If Lincoln could speak these words during the Civil War, surely we can live them now and overcome our divisions and our animosities. Having failed to persuade this Senate or the public that there was no quid pro quo, having offered no evidence to contradict the record, the President's team opted in a kind of desperation for a different kind of defense. First, prevent the Senate and the public from hearing from witnesses with the most damning accounts of the President's misconduct. And second, fall back on a theory of presidential power so broad and unaccountable that it would allow any occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania to be as corrupt as he chooses while the Congress is powerless to do anything about it. If abuse of power is not impeachable, even though it is clear the founders considered the highest of all high crimes and misdemeanors, but if it were not impeachable, then a whole range of utterly unacceptable conduct in a president would now be beyond reach. Trump could offer Alaska to the Russians in exchange for support in the next election, or decide to move to Mar-a-Lago permanently and let Jared Kushner run the country, delegating to him the decision whether to go to war. Because those things are not necessarily criminal, this argument would allow that he could not be impeached for such abuses of power. Can we be confident that Americans and not foreign powers will get to decide and that the president will shun any further foreign interference in our democratic affairs? And the short, plain, sad, incontestable answer is no, you can't. You can't trust this president to do the right thing, not for one minute, not for one election, not for the sake of our country. You just can't. He will not change, and you know it. He has not changed. He will not change. He has made that clear himself without self-awareness or hesitation. A man without character or ethical compass will never find his way. And when the president tries to coerce an ally to help him cheat in our elections and then covers it up 
we must say enough, enough. He has betrayed our national security and he will do so again. He has compromised our elections and he will do so again. You will not change him. You cannot constrain him. He is who he is. Truth matters little to him. What's right matters even less and decency matters not at all. I do not ask you to convict him because truth or right or decency matters nothing to him, but because we have proven our case and it matters to you. Truth matters to you. Right matters to you. You are decent. He is not who you are. It may be midnight in Washington, but the sun will rise again. I put my faith in the optimism of the founders. You should too. They gave us the tools to do the job, a remedy as powerful as the evil it was meant to constrain, impeachment. They meant it to be used rarely, but they put it in the Constitution for a reason, for a man who would sell out his country for a political favor, for a man who would threaten the integrity of our elections, for a man who would invite foreign interference in our affairs, for a man who would undermine our national security and that of our allies, for a man like Donald J. Trump. They gave you a remedy, and they meant for you to use it. They gave you an oath, and they meant for you to observe it. We have proven Donald Trump guilty. Now do impartial justice and convict him. I yield back. So there we had Adam Schiff, and he said, this is what's going to happen. And it's not that we're condemning Trump because of how bad he is, but because of how good we are as Americans. We're better than this. We don't need to go down into the gutter like this. Look up, look up. This is America. We don't have time for this kind of baloney. And so Adam Schiff made his case. The Republicans in the Senate didn't listen, and they voted to keep Trump in office. So now this last Saturday, we had Donald Trump pull this little mob boss wise guy tactic, calling into the Republican Secretary of State of Georgia and playing this little game covertly in a veiled way threatening him, saying, gee, it would be a shame if this didn't go good for you. So I want us to hear that clip, and I want you to hear Trump in his little wise guy mode. So go ahead and play that clip for me, please. Based on all of this, and there's, there's nothing wrong with, with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having, the, having a correct, the people of Georgia are angry. And these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. Now, do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is. And also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that? Because that's illegal. No, Ryan Germany. No, Dominion has not um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County. We're having. Well, but no, but, but have they moved? Have they? 
have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. You sure, Ryan? I'm sure. You should want to have an accurate election. And you're a Republican. We believe that we do have an accurate election. No, I no, you don't. No, no, you don't. You don't have. You don't have. Not even close. You got. You're off by hundreds of thousands of votes. You know what they did, and you're not reporting it. That's a. You know that's a criminal. That's a criminal offense. And and you know you can't let that happen. That's that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyer. That's a big risk. But they are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard. And they are removing machinery, uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can, both of which are criminal fines, and you can't let it happen, and you are letting it happen. You know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. So, so tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's going to be very costly in many ways. And I think you have to say that you're going to reexamine it, and you can reexamine it, but, but reexamine it with people that want to find answers, not people that don't want to find answers. Uh, for instance, I'm hearing Ryan, and he's probably – I'm sure a great lawyer and everything, but he's making statements about those ballots that he doesn't know. But he's making them with such he, – he did make them with surety, but now I think he's less sure because the answer is they all went to Biden. And that alone wins us the election by a lot. You know, so. Mr. President, uh, you have people that submit information, and we have our people that submit information. And then it comes before the court, and the court then has to make a determination. We have to stand by our numbers. We believe our numbers are right. Well, under law, you're not allowed to give faulty election results, okay? You're not allowed to do that, and that's what you've done. This is a faulty election result. And honestly, this should go very fast. You should meet tomorrow because you have a big election election coming up. And because of what you've done to the president, you know, the people of, of uh, Georgia know that this was a scam. And because of what you've done to the president, a lot of people aren't going out to vote. And a lot of Republicans are going to vote negative because they hate what you did to the president. Okay? They hate it. And they're going to vote. And if you would be respected, if really respected, if this thing could be straightened out before the election. You have a big election coming up on Tuesday. So there we have Adam Schiff. He warned us what would happen. We didn't listen. Now Trump with his own words. This reminds me of the story about the scorpion that was on the fox's back. And the fox is swimming down the river and the scorpion says, hey, can you give me a ride? And the fox said, are you kidding me? You're going to stab me. And the scorpion says, no, no, I would never do that. If I did that, I would drown myself. And so the fox thought, oh, you know, that kind of makes sense. I'll go ahead, I'll take this guy across the river. And so the scorpion crawls on the fox's back. They're halfway through the river, and the scorpion gets his tail and sticks him in the back. And the fox looks up and says, you fool! 
Now we're both going to die. And the scorpion says, you're the one who's the fool. This is my nature. This is what I do. And so here we have Trump, the wise guy here in the back of a restaurant saying, hey, it would be a shame if your restaurant burned down. Why don't you give me $500 to make sure it doesn't happen? Here is shaking down or attempting to shake down the Republican Secretary of State of Georgia. You've heard the audio now. It's a whole hour-long phone call. You've heard a four-minute clip of it. And so after hearing that, you had 12 Republican senators who said they were going to go to the floor of the Senate today and object to the Electoral College votes being certified and they were going to do this. Now, these people didn't do this because they were heroes and they loved Trump and they were being patriotic saying we're saving the election. They knew good and well that nothing that was done on January 6th would stop Joe Biden from getting sworn in. This was largely a ceremonial thing, but what they did, they thought they were going to pull the wool over Trump voters' eyes and show, look, aren't you happy we're fighting for your guy? Aren't you happy? And they're going to trick you so four years from now you would go and vote for that slimy weasel Ted Cruz. But no, Ted, no one's voting for you. The one nickname that Trump did that I think was pretty good was when he said, Lion Ted, because that's who he is. He's nothing but a fraud and a crook. But here Ted Cruz led these 12 senators into doing this. But guess what? Lies have consequences. Because sadly, sometimes people believe you when you talk. And when you go out there and you keep saying, it's a stolen election, it's a stolen election, they rigged it, they're coming for us, they're coming for us, da-da-da. Guess what? People believed it. So now we get to today. This is before the terrorists, and I'm calling them terrorists, stormed the Capitol building, took it over. This was moments before Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell went to the floor of the Senate and made a speech saying, enough of these games, enough of this stuff, This let's move forward, let's come together. And I want you to hear from Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell himself. Go ahead and play that clip for me, please. Mr. President. Majority Leader. We're debating a step that has never been taken in American history whether Congress should overrule the voters and overturn a presidential election. I've served 36 years in the Senate. This will be the most important vote I've ever cast. President Trump claims the election was stolen. The assertions range from specific local allegations to constitutional arguments, to sweeping conspiracy theories. I supported the president's right to use the legal system. Dozens of lawsuits received hearings in courtrooms all across our country. But over and over, the courts rejected these claims including all-star judges whom the president himself has nominated. Every election, 
we know, features some illegality and irregularity, and of course, that's unacceptable. I support strong state-led voting reforms. Last year's bizarre pandemic procedures must not become the new norm. But my colleagues, nothing before us proves illegality anywhere near the massive scale, the massive scale that would have tipped the entire election. Nor can public doubt alone justify a radical break when the doubt itself was incited without any evidence. The Constitution gives us here in Congress a limited role. We cannot simply declare ourselves a national board of elections on steroids. voters, the courts, and the states have all spoken. They've all spoken. If we overrule them, it would damage our republic forever. This election actually was not unusually close. Just in recent history, 1976, 2000, and 2004 were all closer than this one. The electoral card college uh, margin is almost identical to what it was in 2016. This election were overturned by mere allegations from the losing side our democracy would enter a death spiral. We'd never see the whole nation accept an election again. Every four years would be a scramble for power at any cost. The Electoral College, which most of us on this side have been defending for years, would cease to exist, leaving many of our states with no real say at all in choosing a president. The effects would go even beyond the elections themselves. Self-government, my colleagues, requires a shared commitment to the truth and a shared respect for the ground rules of our system. We cannot keep drifting apart into two separate tribes with a separate set of facts and separate realities, with nothing in common except our hostility towards each other and mistrust for the few national institutions that we all still share. Every time, every time in the last 30 years that Democrats have lost a presidential race, 
they've tried a challenge just like this. After 2000, after 2004, after 2016. After 2004, a senator joined and forced the same debate. And believe it or not, Democrats like Harry Reid, Dick Durbin, and Hillary Clinton praised, praised them and applauded the stunt. Republicans condemned those baseless efforts back then. And we just spent four years condemning Democrats' shameful attacks on the validity of President Trump's own election. So look, there can be no double standard. The media that is outraged today spent four years aiding and abetting Democrats' attacks on our institutions after they lost. But we must not imitate and escalate what we repudiate. Our duty is to govern for the public good. The United States Senate has a higher calling than an endless spiral of partisan vengeance. Congress will either override the voters, overrule them, the voters, the states, and the courts for the first time ever, or honor the people's decision. We'll either guarantee Democrats' delegitimizing efforts after 2016 become a permanent new routine for both sides, or declare that our nation deserves a lot better than this. We'll either hasten down a poisonous path where only the winners of election actually accept the results, or show we can still muster the patriotic courage that our forebearers showed not only in victory but in defeat. The framers built the Senate to stop short-term passions from boiling over and melting the foundations of our republic. So I believe protecting our constitutional order requires respecting the limits of our own power. It would be unfair and wrong to disenfranchise American voters and overrule the courts and the states on this extraordinarily thin basis. And I will not pretend such a vote would be a harmless protest gesture while relying on others to do the right thing. I will vote to respect the people's decision and defend our system of government as we know it. Leader. So hell must have just frozen over for the day that I and Mitch McConnell would agree, and, but Mitch McConnell's right. Enough of the game. Enough of patting Trump on the head and saying, aren't you an adorable little child? It reminds me of the Twilight Zone episode called It's a Good Life with this little six-year-old boy who was holding a town in terror by his mood swings and by everything, and everybody's scared of the six-year-old child. Well, everybody's scared of this orange guy who throws temper tantrums. Heaven forbid he sends a mean tweet out about you. Come on, grow up. Grow up. Come on. 
Who cares if someone sends a mean tweet out about you? But these guys live in terror of that. And so Donald Trump controls them through fear. But these guys know better. And Mitch McConnell was saying, okay, we've done this for four years, but it's time for the game to end. You heard him right there saying, let's do our job. Let's hold our republic together. Let's hold our democracy together. And minutes later, after he does this, minutes later, these people storm the Capitol, these terrorists, these people, some of them were deluded. Some of them really are just scum. But some of these people were deluded. They listen to Donald Trump. They believe him. He says, come on. He sent out the tweet over and over again. Come to D.C. January 6th. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. Well, guess what? They all showed up to D.C. January 6th. Then he says, once he has them there, now we're going to march on the Capitol building. We're going to march on the Capitol, and we're going to deal with this. And guess what? Again, they listened to him, and they marched on the Capitol. So people listen to Trump. They believe him. They don't necessarily know that he's full of crap. Okay, but they believe him. They do this. And what happens? They storm the Capitol building. They shatter into the windows. They pour through. They go and they rip down the American flags and start putting up Trump flags. Okay? This is armed insurrection. This is terrorist acts. This is what happened. And while Donald Trump is happy to tweet all the time, he's always saying, dude, he sat there silently for hours, locked away in the White House, stewing over, oh, these people are mean to me. They don't like me. Who cares? You're an old man, Donald Trump. You're the president of the United States. I've never met someone who's the most powerful person in the world, and they act like the biggest victim. You're the president of the United States. You act like you're a middle school girl crying because of how people treat you and what they say about you. If I worried about what people said about me, for God's sakes, oh, he's fat, oh, he's this, come on. Grow up and be a man, Donald Trump. Stop this baloney. But anyway, I'm getting off on, I'm getting on a tangent. Um, I'm just tired of this baloney and this malarkey. And so Donald Trump did this, and then he's hiding out in the White House while our capital is being ransacked by the terrorists he let loose. And so it took most of the day to get this under control. We had to call, the Capitol Police had to call in the D.C. Police. We had to call in the National Guard. We had to bring thousands and thousands of people in to push back these marauders, these people who were trying to take away our American way of life and overturn a legal and valid election. So finally these terrorists are pushed out. While Trump sits there and twiddles his finger, they said, you know what, Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Trump was sitting there probably watching his cartoons um, and wondering what he's going to tweet about while our capital was ransacked. But finally they were pushed out, and I'm glad the senators and the Congress people decided to come back and go to work and do the work of the people, opening the Electoral College votes, certifying them so we could have our fair election that was done and making Joe Biden officially the president-elect January 20th, whether anybody likes it or not, Biden's getting in there. And I think the moment people realize this and stop believing this baloney that's being fed to them, Trump realizes he's not going to be president. What's he trying to do? He's trying to get a few more bucks. He's trying to con you into dropping off $10 
online to save the election. The election hasn't been saved because it was a fair election and he lost. He's just trying to pull a con job here. Don the con. But anyway, I'm sorry. Let's listen to Mitt Romney. He came to the floor after this insurrection was done. Let's hear what Mitt Romney has to say. Senator from Utah. Mr. President, today was heartbreaking. And, uh, and I was shaken to the core as I thought about the people I met in China and Russia and Afghanistan and Iraq and other places who yearn for freedom and who look to this building and these shores as a place of hope. And I saw the images being broadcast around the world, and it breaks my heart. I have 25 grandchildren. Many of them were watching TV, thinking about this building, whether their grandpa was okay. I knew I was okay. I must tell you as well, I was proud to serve with these men and women. This is an extraordinary group of people. I'm proud to be a member of the United States Senate and meet with people of integrity as we do here today. Now we gather due to a selfish man's injured pride and the outrage of supporters who he has deliberately misinformed for the past two months and stirred to action this very morning. What happened here today was an insurrection incited by the President of the United States. Those who choose to continue to support is a dangerous gambit by objecting to the results of a legitimate democratic election will forever be seen as being complicit in an unprecedented attack against our democracy. Fairly or not, they'll be remembered for their role in this shameful episode in American history. That will be their legacy. I salute Senator Langford and Leffler and Braun and Danes, and I'm sure others, who in the light of today's outrage have withdrawn their objection. For any who remain insistent on an audit in order to satisfy the many people who believe that the election was stolen, I'd offer this perspective. No congressional audit is ever going to convince these voters particularly when the president will continue to say that the election was stolen. The best way we can show respect for the voters who were upset is by telling them the truth. That's the burden. That's the duty of leadership. The truth is that President-elect Biden won the election. President Trump lost. I've had that experience myself. It's no fun. <laughs> Scores of courts, the president's own attorney general, state election officials, both Republican and Democrat, have reached that unequivocal decision. And in light of today's sad circumstances, I ask my colleague, do we weigh our own political fortunes more heavily than we weigh the strength of our republic, the strength of our democracy, and the cause of freedom? What's the weight of personal acclaim compared to the weight of conscience? Leader McConnell said that the vote today is the most important in his 36 years of public service. Think of that. Authorizing two wars, voting on two impeachments. He said that not because the vote reveals something about the election, 
it's because this vote reveals something about us. I urge my colleagues to move forward with completing the electoral count, to refrain from further objections, and to unanimously affirm the legitimacy of the presidential election. Thank you, Mr. President. And that was Senator Mitt Romney. And to give you a little background, and I'm sorry I got a little worked up before we went to this clip, but to give you a little background, Mitt Romney ran for president, got the nomination. He ran against Obama, and he lost. But guess what? He had a little class. This man, he's, this is a person of integrity, of character, and a lot of times people say the other side, this and that. No, Mitt Romney is a person of character. He's a person of integrity. And when he lost to Obama, he didn't go out there and go, oh, it was rigged, it was stolen. He said, you know what? Obama won, let's unite, let's get behind him, and let's make this country succeed. That's what's happened 45 times in this country. When someone's lost the election for the White House, they concede, they wish the other guy the best, and they have a little class. I know it's a very strange concept for Donald Trump. I'm not sure he knows how to spell it, but autocorrect on Twitter will um, help him there. Oh, I'm sorry, his account's been uh, suspended, so he doesn't have that. But I'm sure he'll get it back for a short time anyway. So this is what happened. But you have these clowns like Ted Cruz who are there. And Donald Trump might not know better, okay? He's in his own little twilight zone. But people like Ted Cruz do know better. And they're lying to you. They're playing a game. Don't vote for this guy four years from now. Don't allow lying Ted... Don't allow him to pull this game. He doesn't care about Donald Trump, and he doesn't care about you, but he thought he's going to pull this act, and guess what? When you play games and you lie to people, some people believe you, and this is what happens when you have an armed insurrection by these terrorists on the Capitol today. And so let's try to bring this back in. We had a little fun today, but it wasn't really fun. This was an upsetting incident. Our Capitol was overrun. Thankfully, we were able to get our capital back and do this. But I think January 20th is coming. It's time to take our country back. And I don't care if you're a Democrat, a Republican, an Independent. It doesn't matter. We all have the same ideals. We all want a better country. We all want our kids to do better than we did. We want a decent job to make decent money. We want fairness, okay? We want to put in an honest day's work and get an honest day's pay. We want our kids to go to good schools. We want peace and quiet, and we want to be left alone. Okay, this is what we want. So strip away the political titles. This is what we want. We're Americans. We believe in honesty, in decency, in character. Truth matters. Facts matter. Okay, and so the election's done, but guess what? There's this magical thing. If you don't like who's president... Go out and vote. When Hillary Clinton lost last time, did you see Democrats go out there and burn everything down and do? No. They went, and guess what? They voted four years later, and they threw Donald Trump out, and you have Joe Biden. So if you don't like that Biden is going to be our president, that's fine. You don't have to like it. He wasn't my first choice. But guess what? Four years from now, you could pick a nominee and you could vote and remove Biden from office and put whoever you want in there, okay? 
We don't need this terrorism. We don't need to play these games. This is a republic. Let's protect our democracy that we've had for over 200 years. Let's do it peacefully. We have a peaceful transfer of power. When your person doesn't win, that's fine. You go and you pick up your ball and you say, we're going to come back again and we're going to win next time. And you do that. Okay? So don't fall into this con. Don't go into Don the Con's game. Don't listen to Lion Ted. All these people, they're not here for you. They don't care about you. They're playing a game. But guess what? We need to care about each other. Because it doesn't matter if you're on the red team, the blue team, or no color. What we all are, are Americans. Better days are ahead. We're going to a better place. We're building and we're building stronger. So, thankfully our capital is back. Let this be the end of the madness instead of the beginning. Let's come together. Let's join arms. Let's march forward into the light of freedom. And let's say, we're doing this together. So with that, we listened at the beginning to Adam Schiff, who told us what would end up happening. You listen to Donald Trump's wise guy phone call with his own mouth playing these games. After that, you heard from Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who said, let's stop playing these games and let's get back to working for the American people. And we ended it off with Senator Mitt Romney, who said, listen, enough of this, enough of this. And so I hope by listening to all these people and hearing all this, and we look at the timeline, we see everything that happened, that we see how we ended up in this position today. But let's say never again, no more of this. And let's go forward together united and do this. So today was a bad day for the country. It didn't look good at all, but guess what? Tomorrow's another day, and we're going to come back from this. We're going to be stronger, but let's let our eyes be open and realize what's happened, how we got here, and resolve to never go back here again. So with that, thank you for listening. This show is impossible without listeners like you. We really appreciate it. The comments you make on our Instagram page, the emails, the phone calls, the texts, You guys really, you don't all agree with me. A lot of you do, but you don't all agree. But what's great about this is we could have a dialogue each week and we could talk about the issues of the day and we can get that shot of truth with our coffee. So let me tell you, America, great things are ahead. We're going bigger. We're going bolder. We're going to get there. Thank you again for listening. Live long and prosper.